Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. These guys have been decomposing for years. The Flowerland Garden Show is playing live on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Hey there, my friends across the fruited and rooted plain. The sun's shining, beautiful August day. And it's the Flowerland Show live from high above downtown Grand Rapids, ninth floor to be exact. Rick, Doug, Christie, left to right across your radio dial, two fun guys in a crackpot on your Saturday morning. Engineer, producer extraordinaire, John Ilk at the controls. And behind the glass today, introducing Keith McAllister. That's right. He's behind the glass and going to take your calls at 616-774-2424. So keep him company over there, and uh, he'll line up your phone calls. I'm sure there's mulch to talk about here on your Saturday morning. All right, Doug Christie, good morning. Good morning. morning. What a beautiful, beautiful day it is in the neighborhood. How about week? Week, exactly. And another beautiful one coming up. It's uh, amazing. I was thinking about that yesterday. Uh, We got uh, a bunch of plants up from Florida, and I'm standing outside. You look up at that blue, blue sky and those white, fluffy clouds and all the flowers and plants around you and the grasses are nice and long and waving in the breeze. And I'm thinking, this is, this is just beautiful. This is, to me, for me, the month of August is kind of how I envision heaven to be like. It's just gorgeous. Everything's at its prime. Oh. Yeah. It just except Rick wants it to be hotter. I mean, even <laughs> no, this is he perfect. does. He wants this it to be good. hotter. Even the weeds are beautiful. No, they're not. Even the weeds are beautiful. <laughs> 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Well, a few things we got to cover today. Well, actually, a, a number of things. You know, one of the things we should talk about today is rust. You rest, you rust. But we're talking about the rust out in the landscape on leaves and lawns. I think we should talk about that a little bit. this past week. I am I'm out running on the M6 trail, and I am amazed as I run down that trail the number of rabbits that dart in and out of the weed cover. I mean, rabbits everywhere. And it costs all sizes too, right? All sizes. I mean, big little ones. Big ones, little ones. They're not scared of you. They're not scared of me at all. But the thought that popped in my mind was this as I'm running along. Do rabbits have taste buds? That's what popped in my mind. How does that pop in your mind? It just does. Wow. That is the last thing in the world I would even think about. <laughs> it just does. I'm I'm looking at these rabbits and they're darting in and out and there's 
you know, there's vegetation of all sorts, from Queen Anne's lace to grasses and sumac. And I'm, I'm just sitting there thinking, of course, they like to eat our landscape plants, too. And, and then I think, do they have taste buds or are they just filling their stomach? Are they enjoying what they eat? Does it matter? <laughs> and I reflected on that as, uh, as I was running along. And so uh, it bothered me so that I needed to do some research this past week. So you stopped so, and asked one. No. Oh. No, I would have liked to have <laughs> struck up a conversation yeah. with a rabbit. That would be yeah, fun. Yeah, because then we could bring the butterfly nets for yeah. you. <laughs> that would be fun. But no, that wouldn't work out so hot. So I did a little bit of research. Amazing. Amazing. Just uh, just incredible. So we'll talk about that and find out uh, what's on See, your mind. You what's these, on your mind, Chris? You have people who contemplate the meaning of life and our existence, and Rick wonders why ra- if rabbits have taste buds. <laughs> well, I do, I do that, too, but sometimes I just want to drill down a little bit and, you know, get, get into the weeds, so to speak, and figure out what's going on out there. I'm, 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 what's on my mind is all these, I've got all these, the hawks have gone. I don't know where they went, but in two days, the hawks all disappeared. I was going to talk to the bird man and ask him what would all of a sudden make them all disappear. They're gone. I've had them all spring. The all hawks summer. around your bird feeders are now gone. They're gone. There's not a single one They did one their job. They cleaned up and they but left. Yeah, they cleaned I up and left. I have hummingbirds all of a sudden like crazy going after my Alpheas because I have a hedgerow of Althea kind of along the edge of the woods, and those hummingbirds love that because they can get in there and get in those flowers and they're undercover, yeah. and them things are everywhere. And then yesterday, the invasion of locusts began. I cannot believe how many stinking grasshoppers what? showed up in the last two days. It's like biblical. It's horrible. Every, you walk in the lawn and the things are like little bullets shooting out of the grass. Wow. But just in the last two days that happened. Wow. So it's been a weird week. How about you, Doug? Nothing like that. Okay. Boy. You're not I talking to rabbits? Or? <laughs> no. No? No. Okay. Do, when you talk to them, do you say, be very, very yeah. quiet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wanting to twail. <laughs> it's hunting season, yes. Uh, not yet, it isn't. <laughs> 616-774-2424. Put it away, Christy. It's too early for that. 616-774-2424. Our number here. On the Flowerland show. Sorry I brought it up, but just find it interesting. Little rabbits in the bushes snickering at Rick. <laughs> Let's slip in our first call here this morning. Linda's calling from Grand Rapids. Linda, good morning. You're on the Flowerland show. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a grapevine over my patio, and every year I get up into it, and they eat all my grapes yes. before I. Yes. Is there anything I can do to keep them from doing that? By the way, uh, have you watched them doing that, Linda? Oh, yeah. I look out the window and they stare back at me. Yeah, mm-hmm. because uh, at night, under the cover of darkness, possums will also. Oh, and well, I- possums make a lot of noise when they eat grapes. And then eventually we learned from a listener a year or two ago uh, on fermenting grapes that they get drunk and fell off the fence or the... The trellis, uh, so well, that will happen too. How how what? How's Linda going to take I care would, of these raccoons? Christy? I would get. I would use netting as a physical barrier. You can get netting that has little one inch holes that will deter them. The problem is, is that they get they have little tiny small feet, 
And their front well, paws are actually very, they, they're very adept at holding things. They actually can wash their food and everything. So you're, you're going you're gonna to impede them. I don't know if you'll completely and 100% keep them from going after your grapes, but you might salvage some of them. But a physical barrier like netting, like you'd use to protect fruit trees from birds and stuff, would probably be your best bet. There's no chemical or anything I can put down to? Not really. The, the, most of the repellent products are not meant to be used on food crops. Right. But- they're for ornamentals. They're for that type of thing. And the only other ones would be the granules, which you'd apply around the base of the plant on the ground. But the problem with that is is that if the raccoons are coming in from, like, an elevated area, the stuff on the ground is not going to bother them a bit. But, uh, you know, as Linda's mentioning, Christy, don't you think a repellent that has, like, garlic in it or castor oil or cinnamon oil... Possibly, but none of those are labeled for food crops. That's uh, the scary part. That's they, they haven't quite figured out because grapes, especially, have very thin skins yeah. and tend to absorb a lot of the products that are applied to them. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes so sense. I, I would go with the physical barrier, either hang netting or, or stake netting up so that it's harder for them to get into the area where the grapes are. Okay, but is there anything I can put on the ground around it, like that deer repellent? You yes, Repelzol actually makes a granular product that you can you can place on the ground. It is labeled for raccoon repellent, and you can sprinkle that around on the ground. As long as they're coming in across the soil, they'll be repelled by it. But a lot of times raccoons will climb and drop off of areas onto decks, patios, arbors, trellises, and so it wouldn't work in those cases. Okay. Hey, okay. Good, good luck to you, Linda. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Some uh, grape expectations there. And that's, that's another one. You talked about all the rabbits you've been seeing. I have been seeing just tons of raccoons. Unfortunately, they don't know not to play in the street, but I have been seeing tons of raccoons this mm. year, too. Uh, by the way, we'll take a break here on the Flowerland Show. Cultivate a little commerce. Folks on hold from Jenison to Rockford. Hang on. We're going to give you a good swift kick in the plants. I, uh, I have something new that I'm going to add to my diet I want to share with you. It's a, it's a fruit. Awesome, Pfeffer. It's a fruit. Oh. And as long as we don't have to eat it, right? That's right. As long as you don't try to feed it to us. You would love this. I had some yesterday. Like tang. Oh my. That's what I was thinking. No, I'm I'm done with the tang thing. (laughs) We'll take a break on the Flowerland show. Back after this. Stay tuned. Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show is on the air on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. I'm your All right, you, my friend, you're in for a root awakening. It's the Flowerland Show. Use your two lips and speak to me. Folks on hold from Rockford to Jenison and Grand Haven, hang on. Gonna give you a good swift kick in the plants. By the way, the uh, fruit I'm going to add to my diet, jackfruit, jackfruit. Have you had jackfruit? No. We need to talk. I had some red grapes. We need to talk. <laughs> wow. Great stuff. I'll, uh, I'll comment oh, shortly oh. on that. I had, a strawberry, I had a strawberry guava diet Coke. Does that count as Close fruit? Close enough. <laughs> That's fruit. Six one six fruits in there. Six one six seven seven four twenty four twenty four. Our number here on the Flowerland Show. Um, where was I going to go with this? Oh, Facebook. Look for us on Facebook. Flowerland Show. Mary sends me a picture standing in her tomato plants. Giant trees. Amazing. Beautiful. Nice picture, Mary. Appreciate that. 
Uh, make sure to visit myflowerland.com. Podcast is there on the homepage. And also, thank you, verymulch.com. All right, back to uh, Busy Lines. Mark and Jenison is up next. Mark, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Mark? Say, we've got a dragon fruit cactus. Oh, uh, wonderful. About three years old, and uh, we had one blossom three days ago, and we have two more coming. Excellent. And we're trying to look on how to hand pollinate so we get fruit. The best way to do that, Mark, with dragon fruit is to go to youtube and uh uh, in the search bar type in hand pollinate dragon fruit or pollinating a dragon fruit flower there are numerous videos now these people are wearing like uh those those light sets on their head you know where you guess what you're doing yeah strap a light to your head and they're out there in the dark and they're hand pollinating the dragon fruit uh, at night, very cool thing. How so? You've Is had this a, plant for three years, Mark. Yes, it's well, quite large. Where do you have it in the winter time? Uh, in the house, right? I'm not sure exactly where. Where do you have it in the winter time? Like a sunny window, south, a south facing window. Yeah. She said. Okay. All right. That is uh, that is really cool. The the best way I can describe uh, because what people do is similar to what we do with the zucchini when we get out the Q-tip or a paintbrush, uh, and you you can watch you can watch them do it, and it'll it'll give you all the information you need on YouTube. Hand pollinate dragon fruit. I would go for it, Mark, and then let us know uh, if you have success with that. Does it have? It doesn't have to be cross pollinated. It's a self pollinator. I believe it's a self pollinator, but you're going to move okay. pollen on Just the like flowers. Just like the bees, so you got to buzz when you do it. Yep. Yeah, you got to buzz <laughs> while you do it. Um, Wear little little nylon wings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but th- that's that. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. 616-774-2424, number here on the Flowerland Show. By the way, if you're, if you're keeping score uh, at home in regards to that call, uh, you can also look up the plant by the name P-I-T-A-Y-A. P-I-T-A-Y-A. Um, pata. 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 Pataya. Pataya. Oh, boy. I'm sure John's going to look that up. John, P-I-T-A-Y-A. Well, I drank the other Diet Coke that's blueberry whatever, but no, everybody pronounces the other name. It's Nobody can tell me how to pronounce the second word in the blueberry one. It's Blueberry Diet Coke? Are you a, kidding me? Acacia, acacia, acacia. Yeah, yeah. blueberry, acacia, acacia. <laughs> Somebody knows how to pronounce that correctly. I'd like to know. Mary in Rockford is next. Mary, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. I love your show, and you guys have helped me a lot through the years. Thank you very um, much. And I know this is a rep- uh, just a repetitive question. Um, I have I love impatience, and it's been nine years since I had that downy mildew, yes. wiped them all out, and I've avoided planting them except like in planters and things. So, how yes, has that gone for you, Mary? Well, th- that's been okay. Okay, but. But uh, the heartbreaking thing is, I, you know those big yard waste bins, how big they are? Yep. I filled one of those just yesterday with 
all these impatience that I had lining sidewalks, and they were like a foot high and beautiful, beautiful coral color. And, I mean, it's only August. I'm like, oh, I can't replace all those now. And I watched a YouTube video. This fellow from Florida said that if if you have that and it gets in the soil, you wait like seven to ten years because that spore lives right in the soil. Yes, it does live and in the soil. So I, I don't want to ever risk. Um, I'm wishing they'd make some you know, some of those type of impatience uh, resistant to, to that downy mildew. Right, and what, oh. what Mary's referring to, folks, are the Waleriana uh, impatiens, uh, the common impatiens right. that are so colorful, and uh, I'm with you, Mary, that it's so frustrating. Uh, some mm-hmm. people have success growing them, some people uh, not, and it's because of that soil, but I would think that if you... You know, if I were in your position and you wanted to try and grow them, if you turn the soil or tried to replace some of the soil and you give this time, because, yes, we did have that downy mildew uh, do breakout. Uh, right. Boy, yeah, you, you're you thinking, Mary, it was about seven years ago? Uh, well, it's been nine since I, okay. you know, I, I and the reason I remember is I was having a big celebration here, yeah. and I remember yeah. the day, and lots of people, and my impatience had to be 36 inches high in some places, and people just were wandering the yard and say, oh, it was so gorgeous, and, <laughs> and the next summer, they just got to a point and just disappeared. Yeah, and they just literally disappear, melt away in a, yeah. a matter of days. Yeah. Christy, have you seen anything that can be added to the soil? No, they haven't really come up with anything. Um, Alternative planting, I mean, obviously, is one of the things that we look at, but it's one of those, there are soil fumigants, but they haven't found them to be very effective against the downy mildew. Yeah, I know. And you have to hire somebody to apply them. They're not for homeowner applications. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, I I have some in an area that, isn't near where these sidewalks are and i you know they now these on the sidewalks they got like yellow and the leaves dropped off and then some like i said just disintegrated Mm -hmm. and i thought it has to be downy mildew but could it have been there was something else i i researched uh some insect uh that makes little no i'm uh, based on your description i would doubt very much it's an insect issue do you have automatic irrigation in that area Yes, we do. Uh, that's another thing to take a look at. That that could be a big part of the problem also. Hang on. We'll pick up the phone line here in the studio, Mary. For folks on hold, hang on. We're going to give you a good swift kick in the plants. We're at the bottom of the hour with uh, the news. After the news, do rabbits have taste buds? We'll answer that question here on the Flowerland Show. Stay tuned. It's Open Lawn Saturday. And the Flowerland Garden Show is taking your calls now at 616-774-2424. Now more of Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show. All right, I just wet my plants. It's the Flowerland Show. Rick Weist here, Doug Christie, seated alongside... Here in the studios of News Radio, Wood 1300, 106.9 FM. Engineer, producer extraordinaire John Ilk at the controls and Keith McAllister behind the glass to line up your phone call. Don't need a green thumb. Any finger will do. Just dial it up. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, uh, here we go. Uh, remind me, guys, i got to make sure to address the uh, rabbit taste buds. Uh, before doing that, I did tease in the previous half hour about the jackfruit. And let me mention that as far as jackfruit is concerned, of course, it's grown in tropical areas. Some of the largest fruit you'll find on a plant anywhere on the planet. And difficult to grow, obviously, here Bigger in Michigan. Bigger than watermelons? Because here in Michigan, you could grow the plant jackfruit. indoors, but you're not going to get it to, uh, you're not going to get it to fruit for you. Anyhow, jackfruit. I pop into the store in cans. This stuff. What, the, what they do is they kind of stir it up and then they add a garlic barbecue sauce to it and they put it on buns and it looks like and tastes like pulled pork without the Jack calories. Fruit. Without the calories. Jackfruit in a can, dump it out. I like my pig where it originally comes from. Oink. <laughs> Mix in barbecue sauce. Christy. And I'll tell you what. It, it's good. It's really good. You, you can have pulled pork without the guilt. Jackfruit. I had tofu turkey once. It didn't taste anything like turkey, so I'm not buying it. <laughs> it is delicious. It is delicious. And Anytime you, somebody tells you it tastes just like it. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you can buy it in a can. All you got to do is stir in the barbecue sauce, make it kind of look like it's pork, put it on a bun. Delicious. Gator does t- taste like chicken, though. <laughs> what does? Gator. 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 <laughs> Everything tastes like chicken because chicken has no flavor. All right, let's go to Grand Haven here. Mike is on hold next. Mike, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Guten Morgen. Guten Morgen. First, I have an answer to a question from Christy mm-hmm. that 
Blue cheese and French are the best mixed together. Oh, blue cheese and French. Love that. It's awesome. Okay. It's awesome. Okay. But then I have a question about an elephant ear plant. Mm-hmm. The plant I have is over 75 years old. Wow. And I've had it 23. My daughter had it for five years. They bought a house in Cincinnati, and the woman was like 85 years old. And she had it for over 50 years. Goodness. Now, it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, it just keeps growing and growing. Mm-hmm. But the problem now is it probably needs to be transplanted. And I've done it, oh, I don't know, two or three times, but... It, okay, probably but, weighs eight, it probably weighs 80, 90 pounds right you, now. You mean it's never been transplanted out of the container that it's in? Oh, no, it's been transplanted. I put it in bigger pots. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. because and, right. if I'm doing my math right, 75 years, this is like a World War II elephant ear. That'd be 1944, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, wow. it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, okay. The problem, problem is now if I transplant it, I'm going to have to have a forklift to pick it up. <laughs> well, a couple things to consider. Is it in a ceramic pot right now? Uh, no, it's a big plastic pot. Okay. I was going to say, you could go to a, li- a lighter weight container, um, a lighter weight soil. Um, it's still going to weigh a bunch, but <laughs> I'm just trying to help. <laughs> I have, I could, do you guys, I mean, if I brought it over there, could you transplant it for me? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Um, I I suppose we you know. How would you get it back in your vehicle yeah. after it was transplanted, though? Well, I have a um, a minivan. Huh. And tell- I could set it in the back and. Uh, I'll tell you what, Mike. Do me a favor. Snap a picture of the plant, okay, and uh, send that to me. Uh, and you can do that by going to my, my website is thankyouverymulch.com. Yeah. See the contact there where you can just send me an email with that picture. Let me take a look at it and let's talk. Let us talk, okay? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I have the day. Yeah. And it's, it's just going crazy. Well, there's a it's, reason they call them elephant ears. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got online and I found out there's like a thousand different kinds. Mm-hmm. And... Most of them grow in the tropics, which they don't get. They get a little sunlight. Right, right. So I've got it under a deck. Yep. And in the morning it gets some sun. Right. In the afternoon it gets some sun. Yeah, so otherwise you'll see the foliage will burn uh, on that. Send me that picture, uh, Mike. I would be uh, I would be very, very interested. I really would. Yeah. yeah, I tried to get to you at Spring Lake last week, I think, when you were there, but I was out of town on business. So. Yep. Well, remember, Mike, don't uh, never forget uh, an elephant's opinion carries a lot of weight, you know? Yeah, right. right? <laughs> I'm leaving. And good luck to you. Thank He's you very starting much. Already. <laughs> I'm leaving because you're starting already. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, there, there is an old proverb. Uh, there is an old proverb. How does that go? When, when the elephants fight, it's the grass that suffers. Have you ever heard that proverb? Yeah. 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 That's Something Japanese. Like. Oh, that's Japanese? Yeah. 
we need our crack team of uh, interns here and researchers to look that one. I want to know if that's Japanese. I'm pretty sure because you them. say that with con- <laughs> that. No, hold on a minute. Hold no, maybe on a minute. you're Chinese it's friends. Asian. It's Asian. How's that? It's Asian. It's Chinese. Oh, okay. It's Chinese. It's a Chinese proverb: when elephants fight, the grass. Did up. Buddha say it? I don't know, but it's a Chinese proverb. Oh, sure. You don't know that, but you want to pick Jack on me. Fruit. Jack Carmen in Grand Rapids is next. Carmen, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Uh-oh, caught you laughing. Yeah, yeah, always in trouble. What's going on, Carmen? This is a shout-out from 49505. Okay. The next-door neighbor to the winner of the $500 worth of plants you did in 94. Oh, wow, awesome. With Hank. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fabulous. Remember that. Wow. Wow, yeah. And, oh, maybe it had to be about two, maybe three years ago. I was at Kingma's, and they had samples of jackfruit and produce. Okay. And then later on that day, I went to Myers, and here was this display by the greeter, of the jackfruit in one of these display tables. Okay, but it was actual jackfruit. It wasn't in a can. It was raw. Yeah, okay. So I go, okay, I don't remember if they had an information sheet by it. Hmm. And being a risk taker, I bought one and Googled it at home on recipes. Sure. I had two manly men dissect it, and then they got tired, and I took over after <laughs> we got done with the rind and the sections of it. Sure. What'd you make uh, with it? Oh, we froze it. Mm-hmm. We cooked it and then froze it. And in the native countries, sometimes they use it for cattle feed. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. I, I have read that, that they do. I mean, there's all sorts of uses for it, but the point I'm trying to make is it makes a wonderful pulled pork. My neighbor's got a damn full cow food if that's what you want, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> and I, my chef is a weightlifter. Mm-hmm. Um, he bench presses 200 pounds. Nice. And he weighs about 200 pounds uh-huh. without a spotter. And he eats so, jackfruit. So if it makes him happy, I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. And I guess what I'm saying is, you know, to, to take the work out of it, you can buy... It's, it just was a realization on my part that you can buy jackfruit in a can. So essentially mm-hmm. all you got to do is find a can opener and you're good to go. Yeah, if you're adventuresome but don't want to do the muscle power. Correct. Correct. But it was awesome. <laughs> I will bid you an excellent summer. Wonderful, Carmen. Thank you very much for your call. I appreciate that. So there you go. Jackfruit. Love it. 616-774-2424. I've never seen that in the produce number. section of any store I've been in. Here on the Flowerland Show. Must be really popular. <laughs> um, I, th- You know what? I think I took a picture of the can yesterday. I'll look for that on my phone. I'll look for it, uh, and I'll post that for you. Uh, let's, uh, let's see. Next up, Dave in Holland. Dave, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sure. You know what? Hello, Dave. All right, let's put Dave on hold there a minute, uh, John, and let's try Gail in Hudsonville. Gail, good morning. Hi. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hi. Good morning. Um, yes, I have a quick question. We have a maple tree in our front yard that I haven't um, gotten up really close to in apparently a really, really long time because what I was the other day with my little grandson, we were running around outside, there are long slits mm-hmm. in the bark, and it, it's like it's like open. Mm-hmm. It's pretty common with maple trees in Michigan. it's pretty common. Yeah. Yeah. yeah our, our really? Michigan winters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it looks, it's like shocking. I thought, you know, because you can see like the inside of whatever sure. the inside of it is. Gail, the, bar- Gail the bark heats up in uh, uh, on a sunny day in winter, and then you get a very cold night, and it contracts. So it expands and contracts based on temperature, and that's how you get that splitting. Seriously, they're like maybe four inches wide. Mm-hmm. You can see into the tree. Yep. Really? Okay, that's normal? Uh, it, it happens. It's not normal, but it happens, yes. <laughs> yes so exactly. what do you do? Do you help it? When you don't. Using... Don't do anything to it. When trees are young, we wrap them or to protect the, the trunk. Even when they get a little bit older, we'll use like paper wrap till they get about six, eight inches around. And then after that, you kind of leave it up to nature. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay so it'll be okay? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, no kidding, because, like, you can see this, like, white, um, um, smooth, like, inside yep. trunk. No, yeah, Gail, as long as we, it's not uh, oozing or any, that type of thing, you're fine. We have a term for it. It's, it's called Southwest disease. But it's not really okay. a disease, so don't panic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because the only thing I did see, it looked like, you know, maybe there had been a little insect that left little deposits behind on the yep. inside. Yeah, like, they like to climb in those crevices and lay eggs, and sometimes you'll find earwigs hanging out there because it's dark and it's cool, but okay. not a concern. Thanks no for, kidding. Okay, well, I thought it was a goner. All right, well, thank you very much. Appreciate thank, it. Thank you very much, Gail. Appreciate that. We'll take a quick break here on the Flowerland Show. What's that recipe you just pulled up? It's a jackfruit coconut ice cream? Yes. Jackfruit coconut ice cream? Yes little Hershey syrup on that, you're good to go. Love it. Christy, don't look at me like that. Uh-oh, she's reaching into her purse. <laughs> yeah, you talk about that, but you were grossed out by the fact that Oscar Mayer is making ice cream sandwiches with bits of hot dog in them. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Quick break on the Flowerland Show. Back after this. Stay tuned. If you plant it, mow it, or grow it, they know it. Now, more of Rick, Doug, and Christy and the Flowerland Garden Show on Wood Radio. All right, don't get caught with your plants down. That's why we're here for you, the Flowerland Show. Rick, Doug, Christy, on your Saturday morning. All right, this is fascinating. I love this, Doug, because Christy with confidence says, Oh, Japanese. It's a Japanese proverb. I'm like, Are you kidding? No, I thought it was a Chinese proverb. I. Uh, I was given the answer by one of our listeners here. When elephants fight, it is the grass that suffers. It's an African proverb. Makes sense. Makes sense. (laughs) Japanese. (laughs) It means that. There's a lot of elephants in Japan. (laughs) It means that. They observed them as they traveled (laughs) over the world. Don't you know the Japanese invaded several countries way long ago? (laughs) Oh, tusk, tusk, tusk. Uh, when elephants fight, it's the grass that suffers. It's an African proverb, meaning that the weak get hurt in con- conflicts between the powerful. Yep. 
I kind of messed that up, so let me try that again. The weak get hurt in conflicts between the powerful. Got it. Christy, it's not a Japanese. <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> Wasn't Chinese either, so. <laughs> it's an and it still sounds, the way it's, it's worded, it still zish. sounds like a Japanese proverb. Oh, boy, here comes zish. this. Yes, you remember this? <laughs> All right. Wooshy. <laughs> uh, Dave in Holland is next. Dave, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning. I've got a question on the size of acorns. Last year, it seemed like we had uh, very large acorns and a good production of them. This year, uh, they're starting to fall, and they're very small, and also uh, seems to be quite a few of them. I'm wondering if that is any indication of what the wind is coming like or what that means. I, uh, I noticed that, too. Uh, number one, Dave, I believe it has no indication of what, this coming winter is going to be like, but instead it's a reaction to weather previously. We see trees will react not only to the previous year's weather, but to weather uh, incidents two, three, four, five years ago. Also, the acorns are cyclical on an annual basis. Also, remember this spring, how wet and cloudy it was. That's another factor. So there's a mold, and we had a polar vortex last winter. Did not so. have a polar vortex last winter. <laughs> All of those God. issues combined uh, will cause that variance in both size, three bad days, and, and quantity of acorns uh, from year to year. Okay. All right. Great. All right. Thank you very much. Is Thank there anything that we should do uh, for the tree, or just let nature take its course? The best thing you can do for the tree and for our deciduous trees in general is to feed the tree. When the leaves are falling off or in late fall in October. Good luck with an oak tree. <laughs> right. But the soil is uh, the soil is warm and the roots can absorb the nutrients. So probably feeding it in October would be a good idea, Dave. Great. Good. Uh, and deep, deep feeding, is that what you're talking about? Just, a, you know, like a tree tone. It can be a broadcast oh. type uh, fertilizer, but it yeah. just helps, helps the okay. tree. But his point's well okay. taken. You know, the feeding can be done through spring and summer, and irrigation is the other thing you want to and keep the foliage dry. Those are things you can do to trees, especially because I hear we're going to go to some warmer weather this ne uh, next weekend. Um, you know, those things are well, put a lot of water out every day. Young trees, I mean, like, and I'm, when so, I say young, 15 to 18 feet and under, they, they need more water than some of these the really old we, established trees. We talk about pruning and maintaining the trees. That's a great way to go, too. So there are things we can do with our trees. All right, here's the, uh, I know you've been on the edge of your seat. Uh, rabbits have taste buds. As a matter of fact, uh, I saw that rabbits have 17,000 taste buds situated in their mouth. Did you count them? No. Wow. But I believe it. 17,000 taste buds. They can distinguish between sweet, sour, bitter, and salty. I wonder if they like jackfruit. In the wild, rabbits can also differentiate between toxic and non-toxic plants. Interesting. So, Makes the answer sense. to They my better question, be able to. Yeah, they can't tell the difference. <laughs> they're going to be dead real quick. And there's all sorts of research on this, but they have... Somebody uh, got a grant to count how many taste buds want a bunny's tongue. They definitely have... Uh, just, just... Rabbits taste like chicken. Amazing. Have you ever had rabbit stew? Amount of taste buds as well as a uh, very sensitive uh, uh, scent. Yes. So... There you go. What did you say, Christy? Have you ever had rabbit stew? Uh, no. Fried rabbit? No. No. 
it is like chicken. It has no flavor, and you have to put something out to make it taste like anything. So the fact that the rabbits have taste buds blows my mind. It's kind of like jackfruit. No, that tastes like pulled pork, I'm told. <laughs> if you put enough barbecue jackfruit. on it. Jackfruit. I think that was a Japanese proverb. <laughs> Mike in Muskegon next. Mike, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Well, hello. Hi, Mike. I have a, uh, I have a maple tree that I moved into this yard um, three years ago, and mm-hmm. it had some sprouts coming off the base that were headed toward the house. Mm-hmm. So I cut them off mm-hmm. because they were just uh, out of control. Sure. And so now I've got little sprouts coming up out of there all over the place again, and I'm wondering how to stop that. <laughs> Move. <laughs> <laughs> It, the, okay. The beast is going to do what the beast wants to do. Just keep cutting them off without a source of sunlight and that type of thing. Eventually, those sprouts will will cease to to exist. But just keep it. Okay. it it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. Okay. Well, and I have uh, speaking of acorns. There's little oak trees growing everywhere that uh, that I in areas that I sure. don't want them. So sure. I have sprayed them with a little bit of. Uh, Roundup, and they die. Are they in lawn areas, Mike? Yeah. Okay, you can just run over. Oh, them. No, no, not no. Not okay, I was gonna say. Okay. In lawn, lawn areas, areas, you just run over them with a mower and they'll go away. Yep. Yeah, actually, actually, they do. Uh, the ones that were in the lawn area, I mowed, and they do seem to go away. But yep. there's yep. areas that. Um, aren't necessarily lawn but yeah you can use an herbicide on those mike no problem Squirrels. Uh, it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Squirrels, love to plant oak trees for you. <laughs> squirrels will replant them for you. We're at the top of the hour. Thanks for your call, Mike. Appreciate it. Keep those calls coming, folks, on hold. From Middleville to Hudsonville, another hour of the Flowerland Show coming your way. The news is next here on News Radio, Wood 1300, 106.9 FM. These guys have been decomposing for years. 
The Flowerland Garden Show is playing live on News Radio Wood 1300 at 1069 FM. All right, here we go, launching the second hour of the Flowerland Show, broadcasting live from high above downtown Grand Rapids. Sunny, beautiful weather. Hope you're enjoying the day wherever you may be. Our entrepreneur friends across the rooted and fruited plain. Rick Doug Christie, two fun guys in a crackpot, engineer producer extraordinaire, John Hill at the control. And behind the glass today, Keith McAllister. Lining up those phone calls, keep them coming. 616-774-2424, our number. As an added bonus in this hour, we'll share proverbs with you from around the world. <laughs> Carry over from the uh, from the previous, uh, you know, I'll give you a little taste Acai. here. Acai. Oh, yeah, by the way, that's how you pronounce it, Christy. Acai. If you Acai. ask 15 people how to pronounce it, they'll give you 15 different pronunciations. Jackfruit. <laughs> <laughs> that one's easy. Acai. In the first hour, Acai. Uh, we talked about how you can use jackfruit, mix it with barbecue sauce, and it looks and tastes and feels like pulled pork. You were touching it. It you feels like pulled it pork. And you can buy yes. it in a can. <laughs> it's great stuff. I still think it was a Japanese proverb. <laughs> Ohio, Minasan. <laughs> By the way, here's a Hungarian proverb. If you dig a hole for someone else, you'll fall into it. That's pretty wise. Japanese again? If you No, it's oh. Hungarian. They all oh. steal them from the Japanese. I mean, come if on. If you dig a hole for someone else, you'll fall into it. That's pretty good. I like that. 616-7. That's pretty deep, you know that? That's deep. Yeah. The, Very the good. hole is deep. Very good. That was deep. Very good. There's uh here's one I won't say what country it's from but it says wealth is like hair in the nose it hurts to be separated whether from a little or oh. from a lot gross <laughs> I'm talking about nose hair uh, you know okay. he had this deep pondering thoughts about whether rabbits have taste buds or not and he says they do they do lots of them seventeen thousand okay. to be exact so here's here's my deep profound thought of the day mm-hmm if you have a hangnail on your foot, is it still a hangnail? <laughs> is it? If you have a hangnail on your toe, is it still a hangnail? I think we better get to the phone calls here. But Christy, knock it off. In uh, Here's a great proverb uh, from south of the border. In a closed mouth, flies do not enter. That's good. In a clo- you know, that's a so if you just say something, that's, that's a, a runner's proverb. Yeah, it becomes yeah. a proverb. Yeah. <laughs> that's a runner's proverb. In a closed mouth, flies do not enter. I like that one, too. Back to busy phone lines we go. And Karen Can they fly into in, your nose hair like your wealth? <laughs> Karen in Middleville is next. Karen, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. I don't know if I can follow jackfruit and nose hairs. But <laughs> <laughs> the key is not to put the jackfruit up your nose because then it doesn't taste like pulled pork anymore. <laughs> jackfruit. So what I've got is about a week and a half ago, in a calm night, I had a huge branch come off one of my oak trees. Oh, no. Well, yeah, not only did it put a hole in my new roof oh, no. um, of, my gar- of my garage, but... Worse, it fell on my beautiful little sergeant crabapple tree. Oh, no. That's awful. And the the top of it has kind of 
broken off and some of the side branches, and I say kind of because they're hanging kind of by a woody thread. Okay. They haven't, you know, they're not laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the nurse in me wants to pull them up and bandage them up tight and yeah. see if they can't. <laughs> Grow any chance I can save this tree? Is oh, this there's chance? How old oh, is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, it's probably twelve years old. Okay, okay, oh, great. Yeah. We're talking plenty about of time tree. then. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's probably uh, you know when I I trim it down to like twelve feet tall. I mean, it's kept pretty small, but I mean the branches are probably inch and a half, two inch diameter. Some of them that yeah. I want to try to save. Yeah. But arborists work with those all the time and it's just a good pruning at this point. It will grow back. It'll fill in. It would, it would. Doug's be, telling you, you're not going to bandage them and save don't them. Don't bandage them, <laughs> save them. Yeah. Don't cut, cut it off. Yeah, off, huh? absolutely. Yeah. And if you start to look at it, that tree will start back and fill that hole in quicker than you think. Hmm. Yeah. It's, a matter well, of, it's like the whole side is going to. For a while. That's true. I, but agree I with walk Doug around with Doug respond. and Rick and they both look odd and I don't think anything of it. <laughs> Okay, well, I, I was wondering about that because I know those branches grow like crazy. I mean, just uh, every which way you're, you're trying yeah. to figure out where the base of them is to cut them off when you want to prune it. But Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, if it was a large tree, they might do cabling and, and some of that bolting. But as a rule, the smaller stuff, you're going to do better off with just pruning. Okay. It's yep. going to look so, like it's had an owie for a while, but it's it but will respawn. Before you know it, it'll be filled in, and you'll be fine. And, and what you could do is work on the ground, fertilize it in water, keep it well uh, healthy on the ground base, and the uh, top will fill back in as it goes. So uh, don't give up mm. on it. But don't I, – I wouldn't use the Band-Aid approach, no. Okay. Well, you know, I would heard that people graft in branches, and I just didn't know how it worked. That's a so. that's a planned thing, and you have to make clean cuts, and they have to be soft tissue wood, and you have to be able to have grafting wax. I mean, it's, it's a whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my husband would just yank the tree if I had to do all of that. <laughs> Don't let him do that either. <laughs> just clean it up with a good pruning. I, know, I and love let's... this tree. I'm not going to let him do that. Yeah, okay. let's let nature take its course. I think I think all is not lost. Okay, well, thank you so much. I will get out the big nippers and cut some of that off. Then. I'll uh, I'll leave you with a proverb. Oh no, <laughs> man who. Oh run- no. <laughs> I'll leave you with a proverb on your Saturday morning. Man who run behind car get exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be an American proverb. <laughs> that one makes sense, actually. There you so go. That's good. Thanks for your call. All right, thanks, guys. Yep, bye-bye. 616 Can you turn that computer off? 616-774-2424. No, I'm not going to. I, I thought it was connected to him by a cord, and he can't live without it. <laughs> a turtle travels only when it sticks its neck out. <laughs> and its feet, because it wouldn't go anywhere if it just sticks its neck out. Have you ever seen a turtle pop its head out, but not its feet and tail? Um, Can't say that I have. You don't You don't deal with many turtles, do you? Um. Uh, not can't say that I do, <laughs> but yet he knows how many taste buds a rabbit has. <laughs> yes, seventeen thousand. These are a lot more rabbits. Okay, Mickey in Hudsonville is next. Mickey, good morning. You're on the Flowerland show. Good morning. Good morning. I have some beautiful planters on my deck filled with pink petunias, and they're absolutely gorgeous. Wonderful. Is it too late to just really? Tax them back, and will they come back again before fall? It is not too late. Uh, so they're looking a little tired right now? 
Well, they're looking absolutely beautiful, but I know within a week that can change. Well, it can. Part of it, part of what it depends on is what variety of petunia. For example, waves petunia. Waves, okay. Waves yeah. Petunia. All right. Yeah. Uh, first of all, if you were to take a lopping shears to it, cut it back part way, hit it with a water-soluble fertilizer in this kind of yeah. weather, I think you'd be amazed at how fast they yes. would respond to that. I, I, I've done it a couple times, but I didn't, wasn't sure if it was too late in the season. I don't think so because uh, I'll tell you what, there's no reason why they can't look beautiful well into October. Well, I was going to say, if, okay. you be, if you believe long-range forecasts, forecasts, we're supposed to have a warmer-than-normal September. Mm-hmm. And oh, even yeah. yeah okay. Now it would take. And is that also true for the impatience? For, or do you just let them go? For impatience, it would take a little longer. And okay. generally, what I have found with impatience is if they're if they're good and healthy, if you keep them a little on the dry side, that okay, will stimulate yeah. more blooming. The thing I find okay. people doing is uh, overwatering them. Uh, watering them every day, and they get real vegetative in lieu of producing flowers. But if you put the plant under a little bit of stress, not to the point of death, but a little bit of stress, you'll find those impatients. If these are just the Walleriana, the common impatients. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And then, of course, feed with a water-soluble fertilizer. And and Christy, we've got, uh, you know, like the Bloom Builder type fertilizers you could use. Okay. Um, I have been fertilizing them right after I cut them back, and they just seem to produce beautifully. But I want to keep them nice into the fall. So sure. I appreciate your help. Thank you very much. All right. No problem. 616-774-2424, a number here on the uh, Flowerland show. I almost forgot where I was. Here's a proverb. You cannot get to the top by sitting on your bottom. <laughs> Oh, work with me here. Work with me. Uh, 616-774-2424. First time this morning, we got an open line. Jump on it. Give us a call. We'll take a break here. Cultivate a little commerce. Make sure to visit myflowerland.com. Thank you very mulch.com. You can pick up a copy of I Just Wet My Plants or Operation Rumination. Also available at Schuler Books and Music and Flowerland Stores. We'll be right back. It's Open Lawn Saturday, and the Flowerland Garden Show is taking your calls now at 616-774-2424. Now more of Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show. All right, maintain your composture. We're here for you. Rick Weiss, Doug Christie seated alongside two fun guys in a crackpot on your Saturday morning. Uh, Believe it or not, in uh, Lawrence, Kansas, the library there has installed a new payphone. A new, speaking of calling. (laughs) Do they make new ones? Yeah. Yeah, they installed a new payphone at the library. uh, And their point was. In the nostalgia section. (laughs) Yeah. Not everybody has. Taking them down. Well, their point is not everybody has a cell phone. Uh, The problem they're running into is that the young people can't figure out how to use it. They seem baffled by the phone. Ari Martin, an 11-year-old at the library. Siri, call my mom. <laughs> asks a librarian, how do I dial on this? The 
problem would be known telephone numbers. <laughs> You'd have to know them. You have to know the numbers. And in addition to that, while testing out the pay phone, uh, for those born, let's say, in this century, uh, they repeatedly attempted to dial a number on the phone keypad without lifting the handset out of the cradle. They couldn't get it to work. Amazing. Fascinating. 616-774-2424. number here on the Flowerland Show. Kathy in Grand Rapids next. Kathy, good morning. You are on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Uh, question. When is the proper time to put the fall application on the lawn with the pre-emergent in it? And do I do it right before it rains or does water not matter? Well, great question. By the way, Christy, um, we are heading into the time of year now where it's perfect to be thinking about feeding a lawn, correct? Correct. Yeah. There's a couple, there's actually two parts to your question. People who are putting pre-emergent products down to prevent annual bluegrass and that type of thing should actually apply those products in August and September. If you were just applying a, a fall fertilizer, the later in the season, the better. We've done it Halloween, even as late as Thanksgiving, depending on how the weather goes. Um, what are you applying a pre-emergent for? Dandelions next spring. I don't want to see them. <laughs> you would actually be better off to apply the pre-emergent in the spring because oh, most, okay. most pre-emergents have about a 16-week life, and if you were to apply it in the fall, it would be gone by spring. Because the fluffy heads... Produce seeds. Produce the seed. Right. But if we right. were to put a preventer down in the spring, once the, the frost is out of the ground, if we were to put a preventer down in the spring with or without a fertilizer, that would suppress the seed germination. However, let me say, Kathy, you are very wise. Take me to your weeder that you consider getting rid of dandelions at this time of the year because this is the perfect time of year to attack dandelions in the it fall. Is. So they're not there in spring. But you're not going to use a pre-emerge for that. You could use, for example, bonide uh, weed Weed beater, beater. ultra. Yeah. yeah, weed beater. So what you would do is you'd put it in a, a little tank sprayer, and yep. you walk the lawn in fall, and you can do that through the months of September and October. You'll spot them in the lawn. And here's the great thing, and this is what makes you so smart, Kathy, is that if you spray a weed killer on those dandelions at this time of the year, they're preparing for winter and sending food reserves into the root system so you get a better kill than you would if you were to spray them in spring. So okay. We do that with really tough weeds like ground ivy, clover, uh, violets, that type yeah. of thing. That's so the, the question's right. It's just the wrong application. Right. It we just, want to use yeah. good spray. But for, people, <laughs> yeah. but for people who are trying to prevent winter annuals like chickweed and henbit and that type of stuff, the pre-emergent products in August and September will help keep those things from sprouting for next year. Yeah. Well, I wasn't so smart, but I knew who to call it was. So. Well, well, no, that was, a very, that was an extremely intelligent question because you're on the right track. Hey, Kathy, when it comes to weeds, we've got pole. Oh, there you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> you all take care. All right, bye. Uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, if you want a, a weed-free lawn or to deal with weeds, uh, fall's the time to do it. Oh, yeah, you can, you can knock out things that come from seed, and you can really knock out tough-to-kill mature plants, too. You got it. Joanne in Holland. Joanne, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Thanks good morning. for uh, taking my call this morning. You bet. All right, my, my, uh, my dilemma today, I have this gorgeous hydrangea bush mm -hmm. and it's full it's um really healthy uh and it's it's huge however all of its flowers are at the base of the bush mm -hmm. i've got none growing in the center or close to the top and i'm wondering why 
Well, Do you have any ideas? There could be a number of reasons on a macrophylla hydrangea. By the way, let me mention to you uh, that if you want more information on this, you can go to thankyouverymulch.com and you'll see hot topics right there at the top. And you can mm-hmm. click you can click on that and there's great hydrangea information for you there, okay? Hot topics at thankyouverymulch.com. Doug, uh, a hydrangea, a macrophylla, where we're only getting blooms in the lower part. Yeah, so a lot of it depends on, you know, the winter, the way it shut down in the winter. Just we're talking about the weeds, plants do the same thing, you know. It's it's a, a lot of protection underneath there. There's a lot of snow down there, and there's not as much at the top. The other thing you have is like got a lot of leaf growth, and, and the leaves just want to grow, and they have sometimes they have a hard time setting a bud. So, you know, what you want to do is you want to, you know, maybe scratch in a little flower fertilizer, some something that would really promote flowers. Uh, and then the other thing is light pruning. You know, you don't want to do a lot of pruning because uh, even though we say it does bloom on new and old wood, uh, we have better luck on the older wood or the wood that's grown the previous year. So these are some things you can do with hydrangeas. Are they in sun? It's got partial sun. It yeah. gets sun later on in the day. Yeah, yeah. So that's you can't do much about that, obviously, but you can do it with the feeding of the fertilizer and less pruning. And, and with our winters, okay. you know. It's just been more uh, with the snow on top. There's been some insulation there, so those are some things you can right. do. Right, that's what. Yeah, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't prune it at all. Great, that's good. So, good, uh, that's good. Yeah, that. Yeah. that's. And wise. I will do mine. I'll do some selective pruning. You know, but uh, there are some varieties, and and I've got an animal summer that's doing the same thing you're talking about. Everything's on the bottom two feet, and there's nothing on the top two feet. What what direction yeah, does that gorgeous. face, Joanne? Pardon me. What direction does that face? Oh, let's see. Got a look here. I don't know my north, south, east, okay. from west. All right. Well, the whole huh. point. The whole point is, if it produces the blooms on the previous year's growth, then I would agree with Doug that if you consider the snow line and anything above mm-hmm. that snow line, it's a possibility you lost those buds over winter, and that's why you're seeing that. Good chance of it. Okay. Happens, okay. Hey, that- Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Joanne. Appreciate it. We're at the bottom of the hour. Another half hour of the Flowerland Show coming your way. If you're on hold, we'll give you a good swift kick in the plants here shortly. The news is next. Stay tuned. If you plant it, mow it, or grow it, they know it. Now, more of Rick, Doug, and Christy and the Flowerland Garden Show on Wood Radio. Okie dokie, artichokey, here we go. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, 
cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Flowerland Show. Thank you very much for tuning us in. Rick Dog Christie, engineer, producer extraordinaire, John Ilk at the controls. Keith McAllister's been busy behind the glass. Folks on hold. From Lowell to Fremont, Grand Rapids to Coopersville, thank you very much. Also, thank you to all of you listening on the iHeartRadio app, wherever you may be across the rooted and fruited plain. Thank you very much. By the way, uh, here's a good proverb for you, Christy. If everything is coming your way, then you're in the wrong lane. (laughs) I've been there and done that. (laughs) That's why I bring it up. 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Pat in Fremont is next. Pat, good morning. Good morning. How can we help you out? I have a question. I have evergreen bushes in the front of my house, and they've got six to eight inches of growth on them. When's the best time to trim? That's a great question. Um, Are you talking about, like, uh, foundation plants? Is that what you got? Yes. Okay. So, you know, every year is a little bit different, and that's one year that we struggle with. A lot of times we'll say about the 4th of July, but then when you have a cold, wet spring, uh, like we've had this year, plants don't grow as often. They don't grow as quick, okay? So then we back it up into July, and I think this year it's going to be the end of August before we get some of those conifers trimmed. Uh, Some of the ewes are just starting to push some growth. Uh, Arborvitae is going to be the same thing. That gives them plenty of time to heal those wounds, to be ready for fall. But, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where you can't, you can't be pruning if the stuff's not there. And I've seen that, like, 4th of July. I usually say 4th of July is when you want to be pruning your taxes. But uh, this year, it's really been moved back uh, six, eight weeks probably. So uh, I think we're in that window again. I think we're at a good time where I'm seeing a lot of growth on those conifers. So I think uh, any time now would be good to do. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Michael in Coopersville. Michael, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hey, good morning, guys. It's the raccoon guy from Coopersville, that idiot. The raccoon guy. <laughs> I love it. How are the raccoons in Coopersville, Michael? Oh, they love me. I haven't planted any corn for them in a couple of years, and they're just waiting. <laughs> uh, I have a beautiful ornamental lily, and it's about three and a half, four foot tall right now. Nice. And all of the flower, the petals off the floor, bloomed beautiful, smells great. Mm-hmm. All the uh, flowers have fallen off. Do I leave it alone? And I got it staked so it doesn't, because the, the blooms were so heavy, I had to, you know, keep it from tipping over. Yep. Um, do I trim it now? Do I uh, prune it, or do I let it go? I would, uh, I would let it that. yellow a little bit before you start trimming it exactly. back, because it needs to store energy in the bulb for flowering next year, so it needs the leaves to make food. It's no, no different, uh, Michael, than, for example, a peony. You know, after they bloom their heads off, we clip off those blooms, but leave the foliage on because uh, you remember back in high school you were taught about photosynthesis and chlorophyll and all that fun stuff, and you just let the foliage absorb the sunlight. I took wood shop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that explains right, a lot. So just, just leave it alone. I would, uh, I would leave, leave it, it alone, leave and then it. as we get closer to fall and it starts to yellow like Christy said, then go ahead and cut it down. It is uh, herbaceous. By the way, uh, Michael, what do you call a raccoon with a carrot in each ear? Uh, stupid. Any, <laughs> anything you want, because he can't hear you. <laughs> Hi-yo! We'll be here all night. So, so if you're raccoon Tip man, what waitress. color cape do you have? 
<laughs> and do you have a theme song? <laughs> re- reflective tape. Oh, okay. <laughs> have fun, Michael. Thanks a lot, you guys. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate that. Kurt- I wasn't kidding. They made us take wood shop in school <laughs> and metal shop. There's nothing wrong with wood and metal shop. That's great. The wood shop teacher literally had three fingers gone on one hand. I'm not kidding. <laughs> He retired the year after I took the class, but he had three fingers caught on one hand. Nothing terrifies you more than being in the sixth grade okay. and walking into a All place right. where a guy has no fingers. All right. Yeah, got it. I'm sorry I brought that up. Krista in Lowell is next. Krista, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hi. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so I have an indoor plant. Um, I, I call it a shamrock plant. It is a shamrock plant. I don't know the official name for it, mm-hmm. but um, it has... Um, started to get like, I, we're noticing like little tiny, it almost looks like fruit flies. Oh yeah, you got fungus gnats. Oh, what do I do with that? Um, cut back on your watering. <laughs> okay. Fungus fungus gnats, the eggs are kind of in the soil, in some soil mixes anyway, but if you overwater, that's the only time they can hatch out. Okay. Now, if you want to get rid of them really quick, get some fresh soil and transplant the plant into fresh soil. Okay. But yeah, they they won't hurt anything, but they're just they're very annoying. They'll fly at your face while you're watching TV and stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. You're All welcome. right. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. 616-774-2424. Our number here on the Flowerland show. I almost uh, gave out my cell phone number again. By the way, speaking uh social media. This cracks me up. There's a there's a a lady in I think it was Florida was it in Florida she was uh, she posted a selfie of herself yes in Florida posted a selfie of herself on Instagram are most selfies of yourself yes <laughs> okay Good point. I just want to clarify that nice I was uh, at the uh, I gave a uh, I did a book signing and talk at the uh, Spring Lake library a week or so ago and Christy I took a selfie of myself <laughs> Anyhow, where was I going with this? She's in Florida. She takes this uh, selfie. She's standing there uh, about to go on a hike. The trees are lush. The trail is inviting and well-trodden. And she posts some kind of uh, wonderful saying like, nature is the ultimate healer to all our problems, she says. Hashtags at nature lovers. Didn't realize that about 100 feet away was her sister taking her picture of her in her backyard making believe that she was on a nature trail. And she posted it, and that's gone viral. (laughs) I think she's a little bit upset with her sister, but that's how it works. Okay, 616-774-2424, a number here on the Flowerland Show. Folks on hold, hang on a minute. I want to mention real quickly, Christy, we are getting comments from people calling in saying, They're sending uh, Fido the poodle out on the lawn or wearing their white tennis shoes or running their lawnmower over the lawn. It's turning orange. What's going on? Rust. Okay, thank you. We rejoined the Flowerland show already. Are we talking about cars or are we talking about turf? No, it's a common lawn fungus. We see it a lot at this time of year. Um, We actually see it in the spring, too. Um, it's, It's one of those deals where if it's really, really bad, you can apply a lawn fungicide. But normally, if we can keep the lawn trimmed, um, you you basically it'll go away. I mean, it's not anything right. that we have to panic about. You can grow it out. You're right. It's just very annoying. Um, with if you have small kids, white shoes, white dog, it can get really annoying really fast. 
Yeah. So do not fear. Right. Lawn's not going to die. Nope. But things may get a little orange. By the way, I should have mentioned to, uh, what was it, Michael from Coopersville. Uh, and I didn't think of it quick enough. Uh, what, what kind of car does a raccoon drive out there in Coopersville? A Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we almost done with this? Back to phone lines. I, that one got crickets. Mark in Grand Rapids is next. Mark, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hi, good morning. Uh, I have a, a follow-up question to the uh, pre-emergent. Sure. Um, you guys said to apply August, September. Did you mean to apply it two times or just either or? Well, for people who are doing annual bluegrass, you have to apply it two times. But for people who are only doing the winter annuals like the chickweed and henbit, you can apply it in late September. Okay, I, I'm doing it for annual bluegrass, so bluegrass. So I should yep. do it in both August and September. Correct, because we get we get it's a slower it's a the germination of that is spread out over a longer period of time. So yep. we want to make sure we catch all of it. Okay, and then my other question is: I know Scotts makes the crabgrass preventer with halts, but they also have a new product, Scotts Weed X with it's, halts. It's the same it's, product. <laughs> it's a marketing thing. <laughs> So either or would be okay? They, they're they both pendimethalin in the same percentage rate. They just reworded it to make it easier okay. for people to understand how to use it. Yep. And then one, one follow-up question to that. Um, do you recommend not doing a fall aeration if that's what I'm trying to do is prevent annual bluegrass? Um, Will that the, hurt? If you do, do your aeration, aeration much later in the fall, like in October, late October, early November, you won't have a problem. Okay, that's great. Thanks for all that information. All right. Thank you very much. Take a break here. Guys in a movie theater notices a raccoon sitting next to him. He says, are you a raccoon? Raccoon says, yes. Well, what are you doing at the movies? Raccoon replies, well, I like the book. (laughs) (laughs) Back after this. Stay tuned. Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show is on the air on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Right, heading into the fall season, gardening is simply mumbelievable. We'll talk you through it here on the Flowerland Show. Share the uh, podcast with friends and neighbors. Many people uh, check in our podcast on a weekly basis. It's free right there at woodradio.com or myflowerland.com. Here's a proverb from my book, I Just Wet My Plants. My neighbor dug a hole in my backyard. I thought he meant well. John liked that. Anyhow, I just wet my plants in Operation Rumination, both available at Flowerland stores, Schuler Books and Music, or you can go to thankyouverymulch.com. The Amazon link is right there. All right, uh, let's get back to uh, busy phone lines here. And Helen in Grand Rapids is next. Helen, good morning. You're on the Flowerland show. Uh, Good morning. I'm happy that you can take my call. I have a couple of questions. Uh, An easy one is uh, my new orange lilies bloom beautifully, uh, and now do I just cut off that long center stem that held the flowers? Yes. Yes, because you'll see them go to seed, uh, so your best bet, just cut off the stem but leave the foliage on. Okay, thank you. And now the other question is, how do Sandra lovely area? Oh, wow. Wow. So are these large ferns, Helen? Yes. 
Are they? In fact, I I pulled them off last fall, and I think I got more. Than <laughs> yeah. I'm going to guess they're bracken ferns. They kind of almost look like the ferns you get in flower arrangements. Uh, no, no, these oh. are quite large. Probably ostrich. I think fern. my husband planted them from yeah. some woods somewhere. Okay. Yeah, probably ostrich fern. Odds are. Um, when you you did some pulling, but did you try digging? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. That's probably what's going to have to happen. Maybe you can maybe you can find somebody that would be willing to go out there with a shovel and, and dig those. I mean, Don't are look we at talking, me. <laughs> I'm looking at What Christy. are you doing this afternoon, Christy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it a sizable area, Helen? Uh, yes, but uh, I thought of this. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you know, uh, they go to kind of, well, they kind of fade in the fall. Yes. And, but then in the spring... They come up, these little brown curlicue yes. flowers, which yeah. eventually okay. will be the ferns. It, would it be better for me to wait until the early spring and dig those up? Because it would be the whole thing right in that one area. It's possible, but again, if the roots are expansive into the soil pro- profile there around the Pachysandra, you may see new ones pop up. But I do think that it's going to take... Uh, mechanical eradication. I think at this time of the year, Christy, if if uh, an herbicide was carefully sprayed on them, I'm not so sure it's going to work all that well for, yeah. for Helen. I mean, well, you could try. Ferns, because of the fuzzy surfaces on the leaves and stems, tend to hold droplets of herbicides up away from the actual tissue. So we'd want to make sure that we really got them, you know, that we really sprayed them well enough to wet them down. But it, it's mechanical movement removal is going to be more... Final, I guess. I guess, I'm, I guess I'm just saying, right, exactly. But I am saying that at this time of the year, as the plants start to shut down, right. if they if they still have foliage on them, maybe maybe giving an herbicide a shot. Yeah, that's a good thing to try. Well, yeah. and if you're nervous about spraying, um, you know, spray early in the day when the winds are calm. But if you're nervous about spraying, a lot of people will apply an herbicide with an old sponge brush. You know, like you buy it, these little art brushes, these little sponge ones. Yes. And just brush yes. it on with that. And that way you don't have to worry about spray drift or over spraying oh. and that type of thing. Right. Oh, okay. All right. And just one qu- one last quick question. I, pl- I had planted three arbovitus um Last fall, they grew beautifully. They were lovely. But somehow during the winter, the uh, I thought they were dead, but my neighbor told me he saw deer eating them. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this spring, they began to come back, and they're growing pretty well now. Is there anything I can do to encourage them? Yes, uh, water feeding, uh, fertilizer, that's all going to be good stuff. And then you're going to have to protect them for next winter because the deer will be back. Yeah, deer okay. love What kind of fertilizer? Malorganite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Tree tone. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything special. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just want food. You're just trying to give <laughs> okay. his growth to push as much. You got, you know, and this is actually fall is a great time for evergreens to grow. So uh, now would be it. But, man, we had some evergreens come in last week. All it was is the stems because the deer took all the green foliage right yes. off. So yeah. they will pick yeah. it. They will pick it clean. Yeah, well, they will. They did. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you, Helen. Take care. 616-774-2424, a number here on the Flowerland Show. Kathleen in Rockford is next. Kathleen, good morning. Good morning. Um, I decided to be bold and try for melons this year. Nice. Yes, but I have lots and lots of green, and I actually just discovered like five watermelon and, and like three cantaloupe. And so do I start 
cutting those back because I didn't even think I had any watermelon until I just walked out there. I'm like, oh, I do have a couple, but I got tons and tons of green. So excess vines can be cut back. I'm sorry. Excess vines can be cut back because they'll grow forever in a day if they're happy. Oh yeah, and they're really happy. Yeah, so taking over this whole big garden. If there's no flowers on the green and there's no sign of buds that you're going to have anything more coming, cut a lot of that excess green back, and that way the plant will put its energy into developing the fruit instead of you know supporting all those leaves. Which makes sense. All right, that sounds great. Hey, Uh, my other one other question: my zucchini are dying on the vine. So they're growing, and who can't grow zucchini? I mean, I feel like a failure. <laughs> is, is the actual plant dying, or just the little fruit part dying? No, just the fruit. It gets like three inches long, and then the end farthest from the plant starts rotting. It's either wilt or we have a bore, a vine yes. bore. And so, oh. Yeah, since it's just the fruit, I would think it would be the wilt. The vine bore, you'd lose some leaves and stuff and stems with it, too. Right. Mm, not so much. I think one of the one of the stems uh, has kind of died off, but I don't know if maybe I broke it when I was taking off the the rotting fruit or the rotting zucchini. So what can I do for that? It's kind of an environmental thing. <laughs> but if it's a bore, you can... if it's a bore, but if it's not, if it's the wilt, it's the problem is right. You'd prune it. To, uh, you'd prune it in advance of the uh, in the bore's advance, right, so to speak. But if it's you cut the them wilt, off at the pass. If it's yeah. the wilt, you've already it's already there and it's it's doing its thing. All right, so there's nothing I am. That zucchini plant is just done. Well, if 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 there's still little zucchinis on it, you know, just try to keep it. Don't you know? Don't do the overhead watering. Try to keep the foliage as dry as possible. Uh, make sure they're well fed with a slow release fertilizer. That's about the best things you can do for them. And if the zucchini right. doesn't work out, try jackfruit. Have you ever bought oh, jackfruit sh- in a can? No. no oh I hear my it's really word. Good, though. It's very good, and you mix it with barbecue sauce, and it's just like having pulled pork on a bun. Yeah, but you jackfruit. Can't jackfruit bread. I like zucchini bread. Yeah, that's yeah. That's see, true. there you go. Well, then, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> Kathleen, I'll leave you with this. What kind of bathing suit do animals at the zoo wear? I don't know. A zucchini. Ah, boom boom. Yeah, well, so. I, I won't have any of those this year, but that's okay. We'll be here all so night. Much. I really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you very much. He'll be here all night. I can't wait to get out today. <laughs> Make sure to tip your waiter and waitress, and uh, we'll be back next weekend also, hopefully, if we're not canceled. Terry in Muskegon. Terry, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. I have black ants and two great big red oaks. Can you help me? Well... Uh, what problem are they causing for you, Terry? Well, they have paths in my yard from the tree to my house, and now I have them in my house. Do you do mm. you see any kind of sawdust or any kind of chafe or anything from the trees? Uh, yes, one of them, yes. Okay, hang on. We're going to pick up the phone line here in the studio and help you out, Terry. We're up against the clock. Time flies when you're having fun. Share the podcast. You get it at myflowerland.com or woodradio.com. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Christy. Thanks, John. Hey, thanks, Keith. Appreciate it. Great job. And thanks most of all to you, our entrepreneur friends across the rooted plain. Make sure to visit myflowerland.com or thankyouverymulch.com. Have a great weekend. See ya. You can't go. All the plants are going to die. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.